Point of Vista, episode 242. I am Ben, and I am here at the Rat Factory. The latest and greatest in rat design is on display as rats take shape in a busy network of rat assembly machines on the Rat Factory's state-of-the-art rat assembly line. With me is the head of Rat Innovation, who assures me that 2022's rats are the best rats yet. It's Theo. Hi, Theo. Hey, how you going? Yeah, good. Yeah, now, a lot of people think like rat innovations, you know, sticking like a second tail on them, um, you know, giving them like a little gun on the back of them or whatever. It's, it, it's really subtler than that. You know, we're talking about like, um, we're trying to hit our metrics this this year, our KPIs, um, you know, 30% longer spent in the little wheels that they run in. Mm-hmm. Um, Going to have like one cute little pink paw pad per rat. Yeah. Um, just like just little features like that that our users really will learn to appreciate, I think. Now, a lot of people think like, hey, you've been releasing new rats every year for thousands of years. Like, what could you possibly add or take away yeah. from the rat? But you know what I say to them? Rat is never finished. It, it truly isn't. Mm-hmm. And, and you think, oh, well, you know, there's only so much you can do. That's limiting yourself. You know, you, the inspiration for the new rat idea is is all around us. Yeah. Um, it's in, in the air we breathe, uh, the birds in the sky, uh, sometimes literally. Uh, it could be anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, so it's, true. It's, it's wings. It's wings for rats. <laughs> That's, you've <laughs> given away the big twist of rats for 2022. Shit. <laughs> and that'll be exciting. Uh, also with me is the head of the Ratitude Department who assures me that these rats have the spiciest ratitude yet. It's Lucy. Hey, Lucy. Hi. The head of the ratitude. So my job is to make sure that, that these rats are real spunky. Mm. I would not use the word spunky personally, but yes, you are in charge of the ratitude, which uh, is a portmanteau of rat and attitude. It's sort of the attitude okay. of the rat. The ratitude, like the vibe, Like just the vibe of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. In, in what ways do you reckon these rats display more ratitude than their predecessors? Oh, um, well, I think I think this year's rats are especially going to be uh, naughty little thotties. Yeah. Like baddies. Like I think a baddie vibe is what we're we're looking for with this year's rats. Like are, are you're going to see of... a rat in your house, and that rat is going to be backing it up <laughs> and making those cheeks clap. That's that was going to be my first question. Can yeah. we expect to see some of 2022's rats from the Rat Factory make it clap? Absolutely, absolutely. Rat claps as it's early as Q4, I think. Hopefully, uh, yeah. Whenever that starts, yeah. Yep. Uh, also with me, hiding in the vents of the Rat Factory and writing a lengthy expose on the horrible things at work at the Rat Factory that the public knows nothing about, it's radio producer, comedian, and author Max Laverne. Hi, Max. Better meat and more of it. <laughs> so I, all right, I'm just, yep. you know, I'm not going to address any of that other stuff, but I will say that's what's on the cards. Let's stay focused on that. Yeah, you reckon that's the key deliverable for the 2022 rat? Matt's, rats know meat. Rats are always sniffing it out. Why? Because they know what's good. So why not get more meat in there? If you want to make the rat better, I say listen to the rat. The rat will tell you what the rat wants. Drill down. Drill down on meat. That's what rat... Yeah, um, that's all we all want. <laughs> hmm, that's interesting. And now, rat, um, now, rat. Now, Max, uh, I, uh, I hate to peel back the curtain here, but um, I was doing some research for this episode where I, I, went, to, um, I went to the website twitter.com mm. and I typed in into the search bar that they're from colon uh, prawn underscore meat rat factory. Because uh, I really wanted to make sure that I uh, saw all of the prior material yeah. on the Rat Factory, and, and usually you'd think that'd be a pretty safe, safe bet. Yeah, uh, there's, there's well, nothing under there. There's a lot in there. There are more Rat Factory uh, <laughs> tweets than I recalled. Uh, the the lore of the Rat Factory is deep. Yeah, well, I don't consider myself a journalist per se, but <laughs> when you've got a well placed source like I do, and they feed you little tidbits like mine does. Uh, you know, you kind of see it as a calling to let other people know. That's the way I see yeah. it. It's it's nice. I like knowing what's happening at the Rat Factory. You know, sometimes you you take it for granted. You know, you you go down to your local rattery, you look at the rats, you buy a new rat because your old one broke, uh, 
And you don't think about the people and the processes that got your rat there. All the work, yeah, that's gone into making that rat the way that the rat is. The invisible work at the rat factory. Yeah. Yeah. It's so easy to ignore it all. Yeah. Mm. Thank you for keeping that alive. A lot of people don't even think about the rat miles involved in getting their rats either. I mean, not that I like, don't appreciate the uh, like the seriousness that you're treating this with, but I, I think this is a re- <laughs> it's a very arcane bit. This is something that I personally will resurface every like eight months or something. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, I- you got to have those bits that are just for you, just little treats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you come back to aren't for anyone else. Whatsoever. <laughs> Twelve fave little tweets just for sometimes you sometimes you have to you have to put your children to sleep and then you pick up your phone and you go the rats have leather jackets down yep yep <laughs> what i can what can i do with this what can i do with this <laughs> yeah that's where the best stuff comes from so we um we got you on this podcast uh for a specific reason i've decided in the last um 6 months or so that i've decided to try and get guests under the show uh onto the show under the auspices of it uh being promotional material i say to people hey would you like to come on to promote this thing that you're doing whereas yeah. usually i would have said hey would you like to come on and it's nice to have a pretext there but we have a pretext this time which is yeah. that you are now a published author you have a book uh yeah that is technically true yes you seem um... cagey about answering the question but <laughs> <laughs> I have it in my house. It's real. It's got your name on it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, the reason that I'm cagey about it is because that, you know, what you're saying implies a level of prestige, which, you know, is like not really deserved here. And that's not me um, being like f- false modest or anything. Um, it's because um, I'm published in that um, I paid a company um, an amount of money to print the books. And now they exist. Mm. That's just something yeah. that you can do. Um, you can so do that. Wow. You can do to it. To my understanding of the words published and author, you are a published author <laughs> in that you've authored something that's been published. Thank you for the validation. I do appreciate it. Uh, I believe it is called Blue Night at the Cult and it is a collection of short stories uh, of a frankly haunting ilk. Um, you have, you've been writing sort of short stories sporadically over the last couple of years, uh, and putting them up on the internet, which is kind of you. Uh, I feel like they've gotten, I don't know if darker is the right word. They feel weightier. They feel like there is like a, a real, I don't know. There's an angst to them. Well, but like you know, a sad way. I don't know. I don't like, you know, <laughs> the thing that I guess it's, it, I would compare it to and like, uh, you know, um. I've always thought this is like a massive cop out when comedians do this, where they're like, I'm going to make the fucking shit that I do feel more substantial by making it sad at the end. And there's mm. going to be a whole heap of jokes and they build to a sad bit at the end and everyone goes, wow, that's struck me deeply and that means it's profound. But um, it is a bit like that, I suppose, um, where, you know, I, I don't know, I guess I just like read like a bunch of like books and short stories and stuff. And like, um, after a while, I wasn't like, does feel good to get kind of sad at the end, um, you know. Uh. <laughs> you you watched Nanette, and then you're like, "Wait a goddamn second! What if Hang that on. was me? I've got this. I can monetize this in reverse. <laughs> what if a tragedy happened at the Rat Factory? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, I'm expecting my Nanette bucks uh, really any day now. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then oh, no, they've but- moved on. It's it's Jeff Foxworthy bucks now. So oh unfortunately, God, the, so the zeitgeist has passed. Um, sad comedy over. Yeah. Um, boomer comedy about the music of Eric Clapton. Uh, it's in. That yeah. guy's insane. Wow. Like I was. Um. I. I like never heard of this guy before. Like that weird Isn't series he of the screenshots. Guy? No, that's. Am I fucking this up? Yeah, I think no, you might be fucking that up. It's, that's um, um maybe another de, Jeff. De, Jeff. De, Jeff Dun Dun. Jeff Dunham. Yeah. Jeff Dunham. Yeah. Is that a puppet guy? He's the yeah. he's the not I, that sh- guy. Silence! I will kill you. Yeah. I I follow Islam and I'm a puppet. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's a dead terrorist. Oh, Jeff Foxworthy is the you might be a redneck guy. Yes. Yeah. What did he do? Uh, the OG. I've missed some news cycle. Um, oh, oh, it, it's nothing. It was just a promotional tweet from Netflix where you know they go from being like, yes. Uh, it's good that our comedians are diverse to posting four screenshots of a guy being like, uh, when I grew up. 
we didn't have participation trophies. <laughs> and that's the entire joke. Yeah, like, and, that, and that's literally it as well. Like, you might yeah. think that's like a placeholder for just like a dumb, lazy joke, but that's actually the screenshots they put up. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except it the takes screenshots four frames are, to tell the joke. It's, I played sport. Yeah. Uh, then it was kind of weird. You only got a trophy for winning. That's it. That's the whole... You're like, yeah, because you know, these days, that's yeah, classic. What with but, political correctness, but like the participation trophy shit is from like the 90s. That's it's like, really old. it's old. I, uh, but I thought this whole g- I thought this guy was like a parody or something because I went to his Twitter account and his Twitter bio verbatim is Jeff Foxworthy is one of the most respected comedians in the country, and the only thing he loves more than making people laugh is his family and the outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great bio. Which, honestly... <laughs> that's nice. If I knew someone and the latter half of that was the way that I described them sincerely, that would be the best that's person that I guy. know. That's a great guy. Like, that's a wonderful person. That's also, in, context- in my opinion, the bio of a funny comedian. So... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It- yeah. If Tom Walker said that as, as his bio, I'd probably get a good chuckle out of it or something, I like right? That, like uh, his only approach to being the most ridiculous person on earth is getting more and more sincere in the way that he describes his own comedy, where he's like, yes, I am a mime. These are the things that I do. <laughs> Please come to my show. There will be a lot of javelin-related I, material. I, have, I believe I've seen... I don't think I've seen the javelin show, but I think I might have seen an early version of the javelin show performed in the basement of Fritzenberger in uh, in <laughs> Brisbane. Yeah. Uh, is that the one on Milton Street? Uh, it's at the. It's near the end of Milton Road. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. But yeah. All right, I'm picturing it. I, I just need to get the vibe. Yeah, uh, going it was in my packed, head, yeah. Uh, and I was very drunk, uh, and it was a wonderful show. And it, I hope it is that because I I had a wonderful time. Yep. Check uh, out um, comedian and tonight's guest Tom Walker. Yeah, uh, he'll be listening to this. So okay. if I've got any of those details wrong, I don't fucking know, man. What do you want from me? <laughs> Oh, speaking of Tom Walker, Ben, um, can you play? Can you play Leaf? <laughs> I would absolutely love to. M A X L A V E R G N E dot square dot sign. M A X L A V E R G N E dot square dot sign. It's at prawn meat. <laughs> you could even message Facebook, but we don't really check the Facebook. M-A-X-L-A-V-E-R-G-N-E dot square dot sign. M-A-X-L-A-V-E-R-G-N-E dot square dot sign. I just, I just wanted to, you know, take the liberty of, um, I, I, I love it. I love the, um, segment openers. I love the stings that you guys have on Bonda Vista. I wanted also the opportunity to get things back on track if we kind of stray too far away from talking about, uh, my book. So, uh, that's the address <laughs> that you can go to. Uh, and it is dot square wow. dot site. I'm aware that my wow. singing voice kind of makes it sound like I'm saying dot square dot sart. I'm not. It's dot site. So. I mean. And this ties into, um, or first of all, thank you so much. Second of all, at what point in your day or week did you do this? It didn't take very long. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it was beautiful. You might uh, have been able to tell from the quality, it didn't take very long to do. I had a haunting quality to it. Um, it sure I, did. It's good that Andrew's not here. I'm glad yeah. that Andrew's not here. Defend his um, artistic license. You know what's good is that... He could have sent if we, you the stems or something. Even if we, like, jokingly... Like, we can't really jokingly make fun of him when he's not on an episode because he will never listen to it, so he'll never be in on the joke. So even That's if you're true. like, oh, he's such a piece of shit, it's not in the way where, like, it's affectionate because it'll... He'll hear it. And no, he'll it's laugh. just saying Andrew's a piece of shit while he's doing it. Yeah, and he has no way of defending. Not, not like the time that I made fun of the header that you put in the Google Documents, yeah, uh, thing, and you went on the episode and you kind of cut in and you you could hear the barrel of the gun sort of yeah get pulled out past your teeth yeah, and yes, you kind of gave your story about how you know you'd had a horrific week, blah blah blah. Yeah. You worked really hard on this. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Mm. Uh, and then it cut off just as you were putting the barrel 
back into your mouth. Yep. That was uh, that was when I uh, edited and released an episode of the podcast, Bunta Vista, during the 2022 Brisbane floods. That's yeah. right. Yep. 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 The biggest floods so far this year. Uh, sorry, I should be saying the early, early yeah. 2022 Brisbane floods, just to leave a little bit of wiggle room for later on in the so year. So we don't look like idiots. Hmm. Max, that was a beautiful theme song. It's time for another theme song. That's right. It's time for... Oh, fuck. How does he do this? Paging Dr. Lucy. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, it's the old one. Oh, let it run. Wow. I like it. It's a throwback. Oh, I thought there was a little one on the end there. Maybe I, I don't know. He might have added more farts. No, no, the time. little ones on the uh, on the second one. I asked that to be put in because the the second theme that he made was fartless? fart free. Yeah, it yeah. was completely fartless. Yeah, hundred percent zero fart zone. Um, so this is where we talk about uh, the relationships between man and woman, and between man and man and woman. And man and non-binary person, non-binary person and non-binary person, non-binary person and woman. And then poly relationships. This is a press release from the company Strip Chat. Quote, wank pods to become a new work perk for Strip Chat employees. The world has changed as we are. No idea what that means. Uh, nowadays, it has become super important for companies to boost the office environment for those not working remotely. We at StripChat know how to ensure our employees' quality... Know how to ensure our employees' quality, quote, fappy hour. Oh, I don't yeah. like that. Yeah. I don't like that at all. Our team is spending hours using the platform and checking for things to improve and make the lives of our users easier. So why not elevate our employees' experience with the VIP wank pod? We want it. We got it. Each wank pod is planned to come fully equipped with masturbatory accessories, including a 4K LED screen to watch VR cams boosted by Dreamcams technology, an Oculus Quest VR headset, lotion, tissues, and more. All right, this is obviously insane, but, like, you're going to give your employees an Oculus Quest? Well, the, the Oculus Quest has to stay inside the wank pod. There's one for the office. Yeah. Oh, it's just one. Okay. Yeah, you don't get your own wank so take, pod. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is working from the office. They're trying to lure people back into the office. They are, by saying that you can wank there. So, what's strip chat? Have you done this research? No. No. Oh. Because I'm not going to... I'm not putting that in my search history. Uh, I was there was like a lad Bible article about this, which I didn't include because it would be embarrassing to say this is a story from lad Bible. Mm. Uh, but they had a few extra details. One of which was that the employees will be allowed, uh, uh, sorry, allowed a thirty-minute wank break. Uh, the other is that they have about two hundred employees, uh, and that also they're based in Cyprus. Not that that changes anything, but just, you know, let your imagination fill in that picture a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, the geopolitical tension in Cyprus does make it a lot spicier. Yes. Mm. And I'm also thinking name- that, like, they would need to stagger the break. You know, they would need to, with 200 employees, you've got to stagger. You can't have everybody taking a half hour yeah. all at the same time. Your productivity yeah. goes straight down to zero. You I don't mean, want if- a pod backlog either. It's oh. Yeah. I don't want to cross paths with a co-worker who is just leaving the wank pod as I'm about to enter the wank pod. Yeah. What if, yeah. What, like, you don't want someone knocking on the door when you're in the wank pod and having to hey. be like, I'm in here. You're yeah. almost done in there? I mean, no. if they're serious about happy hour, then, you know, I mean, there's already some um, lines that you can draw there, right? Like, you, you see somebody out and about during fappy hour, you can... Take an educated guess as to uh, where they're going or where they've come from. Yeah, mm. that's true. Like you think fappy hour is a formalized hour where perhaps masturbation is mandatory. I think strip chat is serious about that kind of thing. I uh, I once saw a, a job ad for like a, a software job at a it was at like a porn company, like a porn hub or whatever, where they were like, "You're allowed to masturbate on the job," and I was like, "That's okay. not." You were describing <laughs> the worst possible work situation I can imagine. Why would 
Why would like at your desk? Order? At the workplace? Because well, you, you're too horny from looking at the website that you develop. Mm. And if you don't masturbate, you'll go insane. I feel insane. like you wouldn't be. If you work on a porn website, like it's it just becomes work then. Like you, oh, it's work then. It's not enjoyable anymore. You come home and like your beautiful wife is standing nude in the doorway and you just shake your head and you say, no. <laughs> oh, I think it's, I, I reckon it's going to be more like a chef situation at work. You're having a cooking it up every day. When you get home, you're just happy someone else is cooking it up for you. Hmm. Can you expand that metaphor you a little more? Yeah, I, I feel like love it for itself. <laughs> Does like everybody gather for a meal in quotes at the start of the shift as well? Uh, I mean, it probably probably wouldn't hurt. That's like, probably your stand up, right? I, what What's the best option of the two? Is that you? Uh, you're you're either you become completely inured to sexual imagery in a way where it no longer elicits a response in you whatsoever or you are just like cripplingly horny all day yeah the only thing that does it for you is the sears catalog now mm. yeah which they still make and you can get probably probably i guess that's why you need the wank pod because you're cripplingly horny all day at work. yeah but you probably need ultra porn in there because the you've been looking at strip chat all day so your it's base true. level of arousal is like well that's it's not gonna be enough for me I need something crazy. What's the craziest shit you've got in that pod? Can you make it crazier? Did you look at what uh, Strip Chat was? It's just like a cam girl type website. All right, apparently. Sure. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, you're a base level horny, and then you're gonna you're gonna go in there and need like beyond incest. Like yeah. you're gonna need like eight <laughs> steps above incest. You're just like <laughs> going in there and typing in specifically the incest porn where they don't use step. As yeah. a get out of jail free <laughs> no card. No stepdads, no stepmoms. Blood relative incest porn where they explicitly say, I am related to you by blood. Birth certificate. <laughs> Birth certificate DNA test incest porn. This is my real mother. <laughs> How do you reckon that's going to go for them? Just the, the pod. I'm sensing a no from you, Ben. Like, who's the first person that's going to go in the pod? Are you saying I sound pod negative? I'm, I'm just, it's just the vibe I'm getting from you. I just think it might be uh, a terrible idea to just always have a place people can go where they're about to masturbate or have masturbated yeah. because there's yeah. just a lot of really awkward hallway chats. Yeah. Hey, bro, you going to the uh, to the wank pod? Yeah, I was just in the wank pod, actually. I just came. Had a wank. <laughs> anyway, nice to see you, Steve. <laughs> you still good to cover my shift next week? Max, are you enjoying yourself? I'm trying to astral project myself into just what it's like to be at Strip Chat um, and what the energy is like just in any given corridor at Strip Chat. Like, it's probably different, mm. you know? Uh, you know, we, we're, we're, we're casting these judgments um, mm. because we don't, we don't work at Strip Chat. We, like, we That's think true. it'd be weird, you know? We think it'd be to, to see somebody who we think uh, might have just um, jerked off. But if you're at Strip Chat, um, everyone's probably just like, me again? Yep, yep, yep. And then they're all just like, yeah, we, we know. This is part of our lives. Yeah, it's the most normal thing to them. Um, yeah. yeah, it is more comfortable in the pod than it is in a cubicle in the bathrooms. And it's a little <laughs> bit more private, so it's actually preferable. So, um, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a different paradigm. Um, that's all I'm saying. Um, now, um, Max, just while we've got you here, can we get a firm yes or no from you on masturbating in the workplace? Are you pro or anti? <laughs> It depends if the TV is 4K. Less than okay. 4K, it's a big thumbs down. Yeah. Hmm. So you, if you're, let's say, you've taken your work-assigned laptop into the toilets with you, that's out. Unless well, it's a retina screen. Yeah. Which yeah. Is Alienware. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If it's <laughs> yeah. Alienware, um, I think the rules are a little different. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's more erotic than six high RPM fans spinning up as soon as you hit play on a video. That's right. Accidentally getting a small amount of pubic hair tangled yeah. in one of the fans. <laughs> just Hot ripping all that shit air right pouring out. out of the back of that thing. How many LEDs are reflecting off the screen while I'm looking at it? <laughs> I'm trying to think of how I can possibly segue into this next segment because God, we've we never... Sh we shit on Andrew so much, but the show is just... He's the glue. He is the glue that holds us together. Yeah. He's occasionally... A different kind of glue that goes on weird <laughs> monologues that it's hard to pin down what he's talking about as well. Smoked glue. Yeah, yeah, like a glue that's maybe been smoking like a lot of weed. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like a quicksand that's made of references to 10 different <laughs> films that none of which I've ever hit, even heard of. It's like we're on a starship and uh, Andrew is trying to steer us towards a black hole that is a Steven Seagal movie that he saw 20 years ago and can't quite remember the plot of. Yep. We're trying to sort of navigate around that. Anyway, it's time for the tipping report. I'm itching for another edition of the tipping report. The tipping report is, of right. course. Yes, Theo, you look like you have a question. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. It's the classic segment yeah, where you all know and love. It's a fan favorite, the tipping report, where we talk about uh, the things that have come out of trucks that have tipped over in the last fortnight. <laughs> now, the shipping report is, of course, it covers a seven day period. Uh, the tipping report covers a 14, 14 day period because it turns out there are uh, fewer non lethal slightly interesting truck accidents than there are uh, maritime, non-lethal maritime accidents. Anyway, let's get into it. A United States Postal Service truck spilled a load of mail on Interstate 264 in Kentucky. Sorry, quick check. Um, are there any jokes allowed in the tipping report? I was about report? to ask. Oh, yeah, no, sorry. Yes, yeah, this is a completely joke. Oh, the shipping report. Yeah, no jokes don't, in don't the shipping here. report. Yeah, no, they're completely different segments. Yeah. Right, well, Did no. you have jokes about uh, no, the United not yet. States? Okay. I'll <laughs> just if one comes to mind. Uh, a transport truck rolled over on Highway uh, 404 in Toronto, losing a load of live fish. Well, that sounds like those... a real error. Yeah. To me. Oh, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. I get those yeah. fish. Fish won't be found at their destination. That's a, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're both making up. computer jokes there. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think maybe this might computer. be a zero joke segment, actually. <laughs> but I'm just sort of like, it, it seems like you maybe now feel compelled to do jokes because you're allowed to, but you don't necessarily need to. You said there could be jokes. Okay. All right. I, I don't want to, I don't want to shit on someone for trying. A mechanical fault with a truck in South Coatesville, Pennsylvania, saw an estimated 8,000 litres of raw sewage spill into a creek. Uh, Sounds good. You know that's a that, that's a washout. That's fine. You know that yeah. creek um, that 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 gets that gets rid of it. Like that's not a problem. Yeah. It's probably that's basically a ideal situation. Yeah, mm. that yeah. is no longer the problem of South Coatesville. Mm-hmm. Diarrhea and creek problem. is like hand in glove. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's true. It's like hand in glove. <laughs> and uh, you know, if you're a little way downstream and you're like a little mangrove, a shrub at the side of the creek. You're like, finally, finally yeah. something for me. Um, so that's if, a good news if story. A, if you're a fly fisherman a little way downstream, probably not like the same level of joy. If you're a fly fisherman, you take the day off. You come back tomorrow. It's a creek. It's all gone now. You're fine, yeah. okay? You can take a day off being a fly fisherman. There's, you know, unless you've got a family to feed, it's a hobby. Uh, yeah, unless you're a subsistence fly fisherman, yeah, just yeah. let the diarrhea pass. This yep. too shall pass. Yeah. Is what yeah, I you say. really got to have mm. some some fly fishing um, boons, some some surplus put away just in case your creek becomes diarrhea. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. that's fly. You can't be running right against the edge of your supply because you are going to get creek diarrhea occasionally. That'll happen. That'll happen. A semi-trailer crash on uh, Kentucky Interstate 75 saw, quote, Victoria's secret lingerie and bath and body works lotions scattering across the road. Wow. <laughs> That's a good talking. time. <laughs> step into the wank pod just thinking about that. <laughs> the wank pod is now Interstate 75. <laughs> it's a road full of lingerie and lotion. Uh, this is the only shared load truck that's tipped. All the other trucks have been a single purpose truck. This is lingerie and lotion. Oh, you know? that is That's quite a strange true. mixture of loads too. Yeah, yeah. lingerie and lotion. They don't have the lingerie in there with the diarrhea. <laughs> I, I will. Um, <laughs> I want to clarify that uh, in two of these, uh, there's also been a diesel spill from you know the truck's fuel tank rupturing, but that's not like it's not as funny. Ah, uh, sewage no. and diesel. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of left that out. Yeah, I'm going to have to walk back my previous comments about the appropriateness of diarrhea for that creek if it turns out there's a uh, petrochemical in there as well. Yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah no, you're absolutely shame. right. That is a shame. 
A semi-trailer crash outside of Broome, New York, resulted in crates of yogurt spilling into Catsill Creek. Yogurt in the creek seems fine. Again. Hand in glove, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because the creek whisks it away. That's the good thing about a creek. It's nature's travelator. (laughs) A truck lost a trailer full of white claw after tipping on Tennessee Interstate 81 in Greene County. That really depends on whether they were tinned or whether it was mm. sort of free flowing. Now like, I, I would love it so <laughs> much if this was tank yeah, 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 like a tank yeah. full of white claw. Yeah. It's just cases. It was in cartons, uh, which is wasteful when you could just have tanker trucks mm. pumping it directly into the mouths of white women. Am I right, <laughs> Lucy? So true. So true. White ladies in Australia be drinking white claw now. They do be. It's like six dollars a can. Oh, that's, what that's what is a white claw? Is it just like a monster, or has it got vodka in it? It's a seltzer, it's so a it's hard like a seltzer, bro. Oh. Hard seltzer. It's yeah, a, nothing special. It's a soft drink, but with some alcohol in it. It's an alco pop, but for but when it doesn't taste like much. Too good to, to drink a vodka cruiser. Yeah, to like assuage the guilt of um, and I'm sorry, I hate for piling in on white women so much, but um, if something tastes too much. They're going to be like, there's calories in this. So the white wow. claw is like the, the hint of a beverage. Wow. Yeah. That way you can have 20 of them and not worry about it. It's true. An unsecured rear door on a truck saw, quote, stock effluent deposited in both <laughs> lanes of a stretch of New Zealand's State Highway 2 near Flax Road. So that was, uh, that was cow shit. That cow was cow shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but the, the guy didn't close the doors, so it was just sort of... Like, you know how you're playing a sort of vehicular combat game like Interstate 76 maybe and you leave an oil slick behind? Yeah. Uh, yeah. This truck was just leaving behind a big shit slick. What a, what a reference, though. To Interstate, Interstate 76? 76 the, the 1997 car combat game that nobody played. <laughs> is it from 1997 specifically? I don't know. Because I'm if just... you got that right, that is a staggering feat. Right. Recall. Well, I'll look that up and you keep going. Yeah, I've got one more here. And uh, Max, I think you're going to like this one. 1997. Holy fuck. <laughs> you are the golden child. That is my, that's my fucking... That's my talent. That's, that's my Rain Man thing. That is freakish. Good game, though. Uh, 80,000 gallons of milk. Sorry, 80,000 litres of milk. I, I forgot to change the wording. It was 20,000 gallons. 80,000 litres of milk uh, were released onto the road uh, after a truck overturned near Sunbury, Pennsylvania. Now, that was in a tanker. That's good. That's good. Uh, and, yeah. you know, I also like it because um, it's, uh, you know, it, it provides me with the opportunity to imagine more uh, hubris scenarios for downstream fly fishermen. Uh, so I love that. <laughs> uh, because, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, imagine uh, being a fly fisherman who sees this white torrent rushing towards him. He's thinking, boy, what a day. Um, and, you know, I just I love to think about that little guy. <laughs> who's, uh... you'd, you'd want to be near the, the nearish to the part of the stream where the milk entered it. Because if it was on like a three-day journey, yeah, you know, you don't want to be... You don't want to be in an estuary. You don't want to be near the part where it goes out to sea. I think you want to be closer to the source. And you don't want to be in a curd situation. Mm. No. I think it depends on where the milk you're taking uh, from the stream. I think it depends where it is in the stream. Uh, I think if it's in the middle and it's untainted by the banks, um, it, it, as far as I'm concerned, it's going too fast for the germs to catch up. It's good. You can <laughs> scoop it from the middle. You know, when you think about it, milk that's in our fridge is a sitting duck. It's just it's, It sits there. <laughs> That's of true. course it goes off, you know. It's completely stationary. Um, yeah. It's like, you know, the sugar that you leave on the counter. Of course the ants are going to get to it. Milk that's travelling, you know, 60 kilometres an hour downstream, well, that's too fast for anything to catch up with. Maybe if you had some sort of circular pipe system that was just constantly moving milk the milk around. You don't have a milk pipe in your <laughs> sink? Yeah, we don't have milk pipes in Queensland, just the buildings are very old <laughs> before the invention of the I don't milk, have milk pipe. pipe. It just keeps your milk turning. Yeah. It's well, gotta keep that shit moving. When know. was the last time you bought milk, Lucy? I don't buy milk. Yeah. <laughs> Max, are you vegan? Did I make that up? No, I'm vegetarian. I'm not vegan. Mm, all right. When was the last time you bought milk? Brother, I bought it yesterday. That's so crazy. I feel like I don't really know people who buy milk. Mm. I'm never buying milk. Yeah. I've got a milk guy. 
Wait, how do you not? Why do you not buy milk, Ben? What would I need milk for? I mean, Name one thing that I could use milk for. <laughs> I mean, I'm. Surprised. What do you need milk for? I'm genuinely amazed that there's nothing that you require milk for. Like it is, it's a staple. You know, I mean, that, that way gets thrown out a lot. It is a staple. It goes in a lot of things. Uh, you're not making porridge. You're not making tea. Yeah. You're not making pasta no. bake. You're not making coffee. You're not making milkshakes. You're not making um, a lovely cup of Milo. Uh, I like that. Yeah. I mean, most of the things you're, you're listing off are sort of like, those are treat beverages to me. But also, like, I have my coffee black. Don't need no milk there. Yeah, true. Um, I'm not having milkshakes because I'm a, I'm a 31 year old man and I'm not making milkshakes at home regularly. Also, I, I'm lactose intolerant and I, I don't enjoy diarrhea. I'm different to Theo in that regard. So I try and avoid it where I can. Okay. Yeah. I think you probably could have led with that rather than making judgments about milkshakes. I think you could have just said I'm lactose intolerant. We would have said done and done. Ben doesn't need milk. No, I think we should really have a home that if you are <laughs> frequently in your home being like, God, I could really go a chock malt right now. Uh, what the right. fuck are you doing? Well, I bet I- you that you having said that just now, either Theo or Lucy or both have gone, chop malt will be pretty good, actually. Yeah, it actually does sound pretty good. Oh, go we we fucked up all of our Milo's all kind of like caked to the side of the tin. Yeah, It's gone shit. Mm. Got shit Milo. Mm. <laughs> you probably just shake it like really hard. No, it, it's... Uh, it takes it on a weird bunnies. consistency. It does. It, it'll mm. never dissolve again. It becomes like bark. <laughs> yeah. You don't want that. What's that anti-caking agent even doing at this point? Nothing. I, Nothing. I occasionally... My Milo's they're... caked up. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, ben, that, could, you play, could you play rock? <laughs> I would love to very much. Hmm. And now it's time for Max to plug his book. Very interesting. Mm. Yes, fascinating. Now that gives me something to think about. Blue Night of the Cult. Oh yes, I like this. Selected short stories. Very salient. Check it out on social media. So did you guys have any questions? <laughs> uh, yeah, who did you get to do the voiceover work? Yeah, what is that? I don't know. That's beautiful. I, I don't know. Is that Peter Serafinowicz? He can do any voice. It's next, incredible. Next question. Uh, tell us more about mm. your book, Max. Um, okay, um... Uh, anything more specific than that? Um, yes. Uh, are they all short stories that have been previously pu- published online or are there a few in there that are little treats? Great question, Ben. Two of them are completely unpublished. And I'll commit here and now um, to saying I will never publish them. I will never publish them. The only way online, the only way that you can read them uh, is if you buy this book. It's 20 Australian dollars. Now, if you're in America, that's a hell of a bargain. It's probably like $5 or something. I don't know. Um, but very, very cheap. Um, and um, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yep. So, now, I am such a fan of, of your your short stories you're writing online that um, two of the closest people in my life um, both secretly purchased your book for me mm. and then it was sort of revealed that actually I have two copies of the book coming my way. And that's um, just um, one of the many things that I have in common with your wife. Mm. <laughs> well, we both love we you, for instance. On. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you to Theo and Mrs. Theo and Ben. Um, uh, you know that now um, you can re-gift it to someone else, and you can give it to somebody who uh, you know who won't even necessarily like it. And that's yeah. you know hates books. You know, and that's an investment in me, and I love to hear about that. Yeah, you're you're living high on the hog through <laughs> my my beautiful loved ones. <laughs> I love to be high on the hog. Oh no. Sorry, I just got a uh, a fun text message from someone that I just spent the entire day with. Uh, oh, that their no. partner has COVID, and it's very likely that they've got it as well. I was in a car with that man several times today. Oh fuck! Yeet. No, I'm 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 still. We're built different. This podcast will yeah, never get, get COVID. COVID free. Still one hundred percent COVID free. If yeah. if we get COVID, cancel your Patreon. Don't, we don't, don't deserve do your that. money. Don't do no, because then if I get COVID, I won't be able to do my other job. So the Patreon money is the only one that I'll get, please. Cancel immediately. I don't want. I don't want your money if we get. COVID. Max, have you had COVID? No, COVID free, baby. And I know people have said this before, but I will never 
I will never get it. <laughs> it's so funny to insistently repeat that you will never get I'll COVID. Never again, knowing for a fact that you never will. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It's just that it's that clarity. A lot of people lack that clarity. Not me. I don't like it. Do you, um, I don't do think you guys listen to uh, any of you at all? Listen to the podcast Free to a Good Home? I listen to it occasionally, but, um, you know, I don't care for pen and hingers, so... Um, no, <laughs> well, I mostly use it as a way to secondhand uh, hear stories of Hum's life uh, about her repeatedly declaring that she'd never get COVID and then spending a night at a wedding reception where it turned out someone there had COVID. And I believe um, somehow ending up making out with that person after she had spent months saying, I will never get COVID, I'm built different, and I believe... She did not get COVID after that. You've just got to believe it. You've got to believe it when you say it. When you say, I will never get the novel coronavirus. Yeah, that's so true. And I believe it. Yeah. Some Uh, people walk around dragging their heels going, oh, it's terribly contagious. Oh, I could be be part of the statistics. And look what happens to them. Look what happens to you, Ben. Um, Pretty much described you. From the dragging your heels to the hangdog expression to the, you know. <laughs> I just look like that. I don't think uh, you'll get COVID, Ben. No, I don't think no. I'll get COVID. I don't I think, think you're going to have it. Although the the, the, the person who I'm, I'm talking about, uh, and I think I can reveal his current medical status on the podcast, is a friend of the show, Chev, uh, who I think is the only person, because I'm not, I'm not like a doctor, but I know that this is, isn't really how it works, but he's the only person I know who is... Healthy enough that I truly believed he would never get COVID just because his body is freakishly well all the time. Uh, but I, I guess we'll find out when he takes a PCR test tomorrow. Speaking of PCR tests, there are an awful lot of them happening in the Netherlands right now. <laughs> if you lived yeah. in or around the Netherlands, you'd know that this is true uh, because they, they're having another COVID spike. I only know that because I read a lot of Netherlands. Yeah stories um for this job that i do this segue is more informational than it is funny <laughs> everybody i'm from holland isn't that beer take that as a comment this is from <laughs> dutch news nl the official uh dutch news source of the podcast Dutch skater, quote flies on ice to break 100 kilometer per hour speed barrier Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yep. Uh, Dutch skater Kjeld Neus has broken the 100 kilometer per hour speed barrier, clocking a world record of 103 kilometers per hour skating on the frozen Svalen Lake in Norway. That's pretty yeah. sick. That's so like, fast. I know he's Dutch, but that's pretty cool. I think we could <laughs> put our differences with the Dutch people aside and say, <laughs> my dude, you went so fast. Yeah. Is there any information as to how he got to that speed? Like, was he, like, flung <laughs> from a catapult or did he slowly kind of build up momentum kind of going round and around in a circle? I'm genuinely curious. Um, there's. It was on a straight track. There were no no corners. He wasn't doing the circle thing. It was a, a three-kilometre straight. I asked this. So the image of it uh, was a large truck uh, with a man behind it. And I thought, well, he's just getting towed by that. Sorry, it was a ute, a large ute. I was like, oh, well, he just got towed up to speed and then let go. But it turns out uh, it was actually a ute towing a sort of geodesic wind barrier uh, just ahead of him so that there was no wind resistance. Uh, But otherwise, he got there entirely under his own power. I thought maybe he might have been yeah, cheating a little bit, no. I think that if you are eliminating wind resistance, that is cheating a little bit. Yeah, that's the that's yeah. a key thing that stops people from going fast. <laughs> it's one of the two biggest factors. Yeah, <laughs> but, but but I mean, what if he'd done it and he'd had like a a tailwind? Would that have been acceptable, or would we have had to neutralize that in the interest of balance? I think it's unacceptable. I think it's unacceptable. Yeah, Are you saying you have we to do need it on to a- perform surgery on this Dutchman to give him like winglets. Yeah. A little tail fin or something. If we made all these bones hollow, yeah, I don't know if that would help. <laughs> I think it sounds cool. Legs, it's worth a try, you know. Yeah, <laughs> we're willing. Scoop to them out. Give it a go. Get in there with some of those little crab spoons and scoop them out. 
Just suck him out. Suck him out. <laughs> He's just jettisoning his own ma- ma- oh God, marrow as he gets to like 97 kilometres an hour, being like, I just need another three Ks. Let me add him with a crab spoon and a spittoon and I will hollow them out. <laughs> it's that classic Archimedes proverb, give me any man in a crab spoon <laughs> and uh, I can break the 100 kilometre per hour speed barrier for a man skating on a frozen lake. <laughs> uh, the three kilometre track did not have any bends Which would have slowed him down And Nuis was also sheeted, shielded from the wind By a car equipped with a screen Nuis, who won gold On the 1500 metre race during the Winter Olympics At Beijing this year Said he was in, quote, his best shape ever I was literally flying He told broadcaster NOS When he had finished I even floated above the ice a few times And had to correct myself wow. Does that sound correct? To your guys' understanding of physics? Are we saying that he's got, like, he's getting ground effect from his ice skates? Like, as in, you know, like, you taxi your plane too fast, say, or you're that guy from that story we did a couple of weeks ago who got in a plane and then accidentally took off because the winds were too strong. I don't think this man has, like, a... I don't know if that happens with, like, the human beings. Yeah, the human body's not wing-shaped, to my mind. you just do a little jump? Yeah, right? But then how did he correct it? He's in the air. You can't steer while you're jumping. Mm. Yeah, there might have been jumps. Yeah. And he corrected it by just letting gravity put him back on the ice again? Yeah. We're not Mm. impressed, News. Yeah. Mm. Not impressed. Uh, Skating at these speeds is technically challenging, News said. My strategy was to get as much protection from the windscreen so I could have enough energy left for the final push. This really is the limit of what is humanly possible. It was incredibly difficult. I don't think that's up to him to say. Well, I, you know, um, he does sound like an expert. But I just feel like you would say that if you didn't want anyone to beat your record. Yeah. That's yeah. about like, well, as fast as we can go. Physically couldn't get any better than that. as fast as you can possibly do it. And there's no point... Figuring anything yeah, else no out. No point trying, yeah. I'm off and it's this actually guy. really unpleasant. It's so cold. You should just stay at home instead of practicing speed skating. Yeah. The use of the phrase technically challenging in this context is great because, uh, you know, when he says skating at these speeds is technically challenging, it could also be, well, it's technically challenging. Um, but for me, it is easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's easy for me to do. <laughs> also, like, I, I guess he's using technically in the sense of technique, but I hear that and think of it like technology, whereas the the real technology element here is uh, the human leg. Mm. Like he's just skating very fast. It's not that technically complex. Yeah. It's like walking, but you slide your feet, yeah. is my understanding. It's yeah. true. They, they go far too fast, speed skaters. That just sounds like a, dangerous. Yeah doesn't seem like a thing we should be able to do but it also looks a lot like a lot of fun but also ice is extremely hard yeah like what if you fall on your bum that's the thing that always fucks me up about skiing because like oh if you guys have have been skiing have you been skiing who's been skiing i've never been skiing have never been skiing max no really wow mr skis over here mr Mr. slopes Mm. yeah down there at the slopes at aspen Mr. Two Long Feet here. But it's Have you been terrifying. skiing in Europe? Yes. Mm. Um, where did I go? Oh, I went to um, um, Hakone in Japan, Europe. Yep. Hakuba. Yeah. Which one? I don't know. Hakone. Okay. Um, yeah, but it's, it's fucking terrifying. And people just like hammer down the mountain. I just think, what if you had an oopsie? Yeah. But is snow soft? Uh, not the bits that they skate on. It's like, like it's softish, but the thing that is, you know, I, I think terrifying about it, even though I've never been, is that there's people who like either like kill themselves or, per- yeah. or permanently injure themselves by running into a tree, which yes. is is comical. Uh, it's comical but deadly. Yeah. That's bad. It's it's so bad, and it's unfortunately the only way that has ever entered. Uh, pop culture or been represented in the arts is something 
it's extremely funny. It's not like this guy was going 70 kilometers an hour, he hit a tree that didn't budge, and then his face turned into a paste, and so did his organs, and then his family had to grieve him. It's, oh, whoops, oh, there he goes. Oh, you're a real shame to go out that way, yeah. because everyone would have to stifle a chuckle, because they're picturing you, um, you hit it, and then your legs go up either side of the tree because you've hit your nuts. Yeah. And it's sort of gone, uh, <coughs> the tree sort of shaking back and forward, etc. Or like if you've hit it fast enough, it's actually left a human-shaped hole directly through the middle of the trunk. You know? mm. And if you're explaining that to a small child that their father has died, that's probably what they're imagining at first. They're like, oh, yeah. he's, he's yeah. fine. He's come out the other side. And they have to be like, not at all. Uh, in fact, <laughs> he's, he's quite pasty now. He's his body has come out the other side in a sense, but not in the form that you will recognize it and there is no longer any life left in it. And also, it's just us now. Your father is God. <laughs> Pretty funny. I reckon if you saw a Dutchman traveling at 100 kilometers an hour under his own power over an ice flow, uh, he would look somewhat like a cryptid. It's time. For Cryptid Watch. Now, this is an update on a story, I guess a developing story, you might say. Uh, we've spoken about this phenomenon, uh, which I frankly don't think is getting enough coverage in the press. Um, we've spoken about it several times before. We've spoken about it on the bonus episode, Kevin Costner's Over Waterworld. Uh, and also the bonus episode, Unashamedly Wet. Uh, this is uh, a report given to the website UFO Clearinghouse, a very sure. August publication. Uh, and this is uh, verbatim the text from the person who made the report. I was out driving around with a guy I had just started talking to. We were out by the airport, just cruising around, listening to music and getting to know one another. We decided to park to smoke some bud, and one thing led to another. We were in the back seat when he looked up and started screaming, What the fuck? over and over again. It was then that we felt like something bumped into the side of the car, like when someone slammed up on the side of your ride. I sat up and saw a pair of bright red eyes and a big black body looking into the driver's side window into the back seat. It scared the hell out of us both, and we started screaming out loud. This thing kept looking into the car, and then it just disappeared. A security guard shows up, then two more show up. They made us get out of the car and started asking us why we are there, but after looking at us, they start asking about what we had seen. We told them, and they screamed at us to get dressed and leave. Wow. Pretty powerful stuff. Mm. I think we can all agree. That sounds this like is, a Mothman to me. This is obviously a Mothman, and this was uh, at the... Uh, Chicago O'Hare International Airport. I think I got some of those words correct and in the right order. Mm -hmm. uh, which for some reason is just a fucking crazy hotspot for Mothman sightings. Well, I mean, it's because of the Mothman. <laughs> it's probably, okay. a, it's probably yeah. a Mothman. <laughs> yeah, I'd be more sorry. likely to see the Mothman at his, his general location. <laughs> for one reason, and it is because Mothman lives there. Mm, yeah. uh, My local Woolies is a crazy it. hotspot for me sightings. Yeah. <laughs> How often are you going there? Uh, um, I've got a lot of milk to buy, Ben. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I don't... I just... I associate um, the, the Mothman with uh, the, the town that he's in in that movie that Richard Gere is in. Point Pleasant? Is that what it's called? Point Pleasant, yes. In West Virginia. I... Uh, what's he doing in Chicago? Why is he always there? I, I don't know if I'm the only one... But I kind of infer from like the them giving the description to the security guards and the security guards screaming at them to leave mm. that the security guards are like these guys like either they know too much or like this is legit this is a genuine sighting and they need to get out of here because they're in danger which obviously implies that security guards at Chicago O'Hare International Airport are fully aware of the Mothman. Which yeah. seems oh, like, yeah, for sure. you know, yeah. there's got to be a lot of security guards there. Uh, and, you know, uh, the word would be well and truly out if that was the case. 
No, no, I, I, dis- I disagree. When you start on the job uh, as a security guard at the Chicago O'Hare um, airport, very first thing, first day is induction into Majestic 12, uh, the enforcement arm of the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. Um, and these guys know these guys know the gravity of the situation. Like three or four hundred more Mothman sightings, and they're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, someone people as long as start asking the- questions. <laughs> I think as long as the people that saw the Mothman uh, were stoned and nude, they've got like a good. You've got a pretty good cover. Yeah, there. I'll get yeah. a couple of another couple you don't of need stoned to do your and nude men guys. In black like thingy. they can say, I-, "I saw the Mothman," and you can point at them and say, "No, you're, they didn't." And most people are going to go, "Yep, no good point." Mm, yeah, until all those people reach a critical mass, at which point you cannot turn the tide anymore. Yeah, it's- when you've got. A thousand stoned and nude people who insist they saw the Mothman at a construction site near O'Hare International Airport. You can't silence them all. No, people no. are going to sit up and take notice. There, we did. I think one of the earlier stories of this we covered, um, I think might have been uh, a whistleblower at Chicago O'Hare International Airport uh, who said that they were told they weren't allowed to talk about it or discuss it. So I think the security apparatus there is well aware of the Mothman, but for whatever reason, it would behoove the airport for people to not believe that there was a Mothman there. Like, is that bad for an airport to have a Mothman nearby? <laughs> it doesn't seem inherently bad. Like, no. What's, what's the problem? What's the... Is he causing... Tr- I mean, it sounds I like he was causing trouble I here. I think it's but... just like the rabbits at the Gold Coast airport. Every six months, you've got to get a guy out there with a flare gun to... <laughs> <laughs> the moose or the up. Mothman off. <laughs> like, honestly, what? like, if I, and, you know, this isn't just hubris talking, like, if I knew that in going to an airport there was a chance that I might see the Mothman, I'd be like, this is great. An airport is a safe place. It's crawling with security guards and police. This is my opportunity to see the Mothman in a controlled environment. Um, I get to... <laughs> you know, witness something truly special without putting myself in harm's way. That's great. Yeah. What What do you reckon would happen to you if you saw the Mothman in an uncontrolled environment? I don't... I don't know. What, what, are the, what are the Mothman's powers? What does he do? I don't know if he does anything. I think he just... He Gets makes... excited. He contacts Richard Gere on the phone and he says about a, a bunch of people are going to die in a bridge collapse. And then he flies around. He looks in on people who are fucking in the back seat of a car at a construction site, and then he looms. I don't think anyone's ever been attacked by a Mothman. No, I, I don't, I, I'm not that familiar with the Mothman, but I just assume that he, you know, I don't know, like uh, maybe he ate all their clothes. Maybe he, uh, you know, sort of drained their blood or something, you know. Yeah. He's not a very effective cryptid for branding reasons. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't hear Mothman and think, I know what the Mothman does. Bigfoot walks. Yeah. Chupacabras suck goat blood. Oh. Um, I think the Mothman jacks you off. That's <laughs> 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 my belief. He just sidles up to you. He portends that doom is coming, and also so are you. Well, they That's are. Right. You know, mo- moths are very soft. Yeah, but he leaves that oh. dust on your on your um your whatever junk yeah. you have. Oh. You got that moth dust. Oh. What is that? Does anyone know? Uh, like what that dust, dusty baby. stuff is on moth. Oh no! Yeah, is it spores? Someone's gonna. Someone's already writing an email. Yeah, some <laughs> fucking lepidopterist yeah. piece of shit. Except this time it's going to maxlaverne at gmail dot com. Okay, thank you I for repeating that. Thank that you. That email <laughs> that you just heard before. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, this not is maxlaverne a, at this is... site dot square dot site. Uh, yeah, maxilver.square.site uh, for your yeah. book purchases. Oh, that's the URL. Uh, yeah, yeah sorry, that's, yes. that's right. That's the URL. Um, They're I was... tiny scales. Oh, there you why go. do they have scales? You don't have to write the email after all. Stop. If you're halfway through your email, I want you to close um, uh, Mozilla Firebird. Mm-hmm. Is that right, Theo? Is that a, an email client? I think so. You're kind of my guy who I would ask about email clients. Yeah, I don't really do clients anymore. I'm more of a more of a browser-based guy. These I'm days losing can, my edge. 
you can both do your internet banking and your email sending yeah. from a browser window. And, and that's truly porno. incredible. Yeah. Speaking it's of things that there. are truly incredible. Max, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, just before we go, I've actually mm-hmm. um, prepared a uh, an acrostic to sort of say thank you. Oh, okay. To you guys for having me on your wonderful podcast. <laughs> Do you mind if I talk through this? I would oh, love that so much. Life poetry. Okay. Uh, B, beautiful. Uh, o, original. Uh, o, of course it's a good podcast to recommend to a girl you've just met. Ooh. N, no other small talk required, Frank. <laughs> T, Theo's friends. A, absolutely terrific. V, Venmo these guys some cash if you have the app. I, imagine if Dr. Mario was a practicing obstetrician and gynecologist. S, superb. T, Theo's enemies. A, ah, that's me relaxing listening to Bonta Vista. S, significantly better at fundraising than Peter Dutton. O, optimal toilet listening. C. Catch the latest episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and other podcasting services. I. Enjoyable. A. A real hoot. L. Lots of musical parodies. I. I would like to take this opportunity to raise a toast to the health of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. S. So please charge your glasses. Her Majesty's health. T. Theo himself. <laughs> C. Crime Watch segment opener genuinely distressing. L. Lovable hosts. U. Unkind to the Dutch. And B. Blue Knight of the Cult available for purchase now. Oh, oh my lord. That was oh, so sweet. Truly wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> We're now just only Bunta Vista, so we're going to have to ask for the uh, last... Uh, two words of your acrostic to be scratched out. Um, Scratch for the record. Yep. Um, including the one promoting Inclu- your book, yeah, unfortunately. the book promo. Uh, if this incites even one person to start trying to engage with us on leftist theory or anything along those lines, <laughs> I'm coming for you, Max. Well, look, I think we can agree that the joke got a lot funnier in the second half. So, um, you know, That's let's true. just assume that anybody who has made it to the end of this episode is already disinclined to argue with you. Oh, God, I hope that's true. God, I hope that's fucking true. Thank you so much for joining us, Max. It has been an absolute delight having you. Um, I I thought I had already, like, recently asked you to be on the podcast before, but then it turns out, looking at my own messages to you, I had just dreamed it. Yeah, no, not happened. No, not yeah. at all. Um, so Which is strange. Thank you for writing a wrong, Ben, and thank you all for having me. Uh, it's so much fun. So this whole time I've been asking Ben, like, hey, do you reckon we could get Max Laverne on the show, et cetera? And, and Ben's been saying, no, no, we tried, we tried, we tried. He's not interested. Not he interested. says that he specifically doesn't want to speak to you. I, literally, I'd never sent... Yeah, anything along those lines whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, sometimes so it's I'm like the protagonist of the the Matrix. I have a hard time distinguishing um, dreams from reality. That is the number one trait of Neo. I think yeah. we can agree. Yeah, he's Big so confused. <laughs> <laughs> he's just looking around and be like, "Did I, <laughs> did I actually eat a burrito the size of a small car? No, <laughs> dream. <laughs> it was a dream." <laughs> Uh, thank you to the listener uh, for listening. We love having you. If you've not subscribed to the Patreon, that's fine. Be nicer if you did. We will catch you next week. Goodbye.
There Should Be a Guy by Max Laverne from the short story collection Blue Night at the Cult. There should be a guy who every morning rides his bicycle down to the main street and sets up a small glass case of beautiful cakes he has made. He should sell the cakes at a reasonable price to whoever comes. The cakes should be both beautiful and inspiring. They should be sumptuously iced and decorated with fruits and sugared flowers which are not only lovely to behold, but genuinely delicious. He should sit on a low half wall and read a newspaper folded into quarters until the cakes are all sold. As soon as the last one is sold, he should tie the glass case to the back of his bike and cycle to the market to buy fresh eggs and flour, chocolate, fruit, all the things he needs to make cakes for tomorrow. And then he should ride his bicycle home where he should kiss the top of the low door frame leading into his widower's cottage because it will always remind him of her. And then he makes the cakes for the next day. Now that's what should happen. It should be happening already in towns all over the country. Hell, all over the world. If it's not, then fuck it. Let the bottoms fall. Let them turn the beaches to glass. Return us to hunter-gatherers, cowering in caves. Miserable, dirty people dying of cold when it rains for too long. Let us slowly work our way back up if we can't get even that part right when it should be so obvious. See if the next crop is smarter. And if they aren't, then try again, as long as it takes. Let our distant descendants hide in the shadows of the brick walls we built. I don't think that's too extreme.